Pickaxe. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This program is brought to you by Resonance 104.4 FM. If you like what you hear and want to support our work, please make a donation at fundraiser.resonance.fm. Good evening and welcome to well, One Life Left. And this is Resonance 104.4. This is quite good. I thing, like that. That's a good bed. That's a, that's a, we've made our bed. Let's lie in it. <laughs> Let's speak over it. Hello. We are One Life Left. We're a video game radio show. We are back, back, back. My name is Steve Curran. Hello, I'm Simon Byron. And I'm Anne Scantlebury. And you are listening to Resonance 104.4 FM. It is so good to be back, isn't Hello. it, guys? Oh, we've, uh, we've, we've not been live on air for about a couple of months, is it? About that? Yeah, it's a, it's a little while, isn't it? Couple February months. came off. It's April yeah. now. Couple of months. Yeah. How have you been? I have been excellent. It's been a really, really, really good break. Uh, lots and lots of exciting things happened, some of which we will definitely, definitely talk on talk about on the show and not in the way that we do usually when we say, oh, we'll talk about that later and then forget. forget about it. We will definitely, definitely talk about that. We'll talk about events that have happened. Okay. Yeah. And we'll talk about consoles that we've bought. Oh, yeah. Exciting. We'll talk about games that we've played, because that's what we do, because we're a video game radio show. The world has changed, actually, hasn't it, since we were last on? It has. Steve's wearing glasses now. And look, 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 <laughs> he's, he has also been outside. He's been outside, hasn't he? He's got some colour on your, uh, on your bonts Cricket there. Cricket season has started. Steve, do you, do you need some sun cream? Do, do you want some moisturiser? I'd like both of those things. Maybe we can apply that during the show. It'd be a nice thing for Because it's going to be a hot show. That's good. That works. Thanks, yeah. What sort of factor? Like... I mean, just generally, you should never go anything below Factor 15, but this is going to be a Factor 30 show. Factor 30 show. Yeah. How have you been, Anne? I've been very good, thank you. Very, very busy. Very busy. Good. You may or may not know that I'm getting married. Oh, what, what a way to break it I to know. us. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out you have, you've got to plan loads of stuff. Wow. And do loads of stuff. And actually, in the run-up to uh, GDC, it was very busy time. Lots of stuff planned, but hopefully uh, people have enjoyed listening to the shows that we recorded out there. Probably talk about them a bit later as well. Word on your wedding. Uh, yeah. Before the Ooh. wedding, Anne approached me, you know, did like she, you would when... You, will you, you marry me? She, when said, you did she? she did, declined. <laughs> when you approach someone, uh, you know, in that sort of very serious way, I've got formal requests. And yeah. she said, sorry, I'm talking to Simon. You oh. know this story. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> and uh, she approached Verifying. me and she said, would you like to DJ at the wedding party, oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, which I had to do a couple of hours. I was like, I'd love to. Mm. That'd be excellent. Anyway, got a formal request and second formal request, which is unusual, uh, the other day while I was at the cricket, yeah. which was from Anne's fiancé. Okay. Anne's fiancé. Interesting that this had now been delegated. Right. Which said, hi, you guys. Bit what? suspicious. Mm-hmm. Check the two line mm-hmm. wasn't just to me. And said, uh, are you two interested in doing some DJing. Is he having a rival wedding? <laughs> Are you too interested in do- DJing? Uh, we can spare 45 minutes for the <laughs> both of no. you. No. No. That would uh, barely give you time for Origin of Symmetry, would it? <laughs> 45 minutes Is that to me an and hour. Steve? But you know no, what? No, because I know 
I know what you'd play. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be good though, wouldn't it? Good thing is, she doesn't know what I'll play. 45 minutes. And also, it turns out you can just play everything at double speed. Yeah. yeah. And also, me and Steve have been getting pretty close in the in the off season. So, uh, <laughs> Steve has to be a guest teacher. <laughs> I do. Uh, happy as I would be to sit here and ramble for an hour. We should introduce our guests, shouldn't we? I wasn't sure whether. Um, it's been a while since I've sent around the show notes, which outline the uh, the instructions, the do's and don'ts. Were they up to date? They were up to date, but I, I can't remember whether I said um, we'll, we'll ramble for a bit before we introduce <laughs> you in it, or whether um, our guest was concerned that they may just be sitting here for an hour listening to us make wedding plans. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Uh, it's Cash to Cure. Hello, welcome. Uh, you're a writer from Fail Better. Thanks for coming on the show. Well, thank you for having me. It's been an exciting time for you while we've been off the air, hasn't it? It certainly has. We had a tremendously successful Kickstarter and have started blazing the trail onto the frontier. Excellent. Well, we're looking forward to hearing more about that. Uh, we've got two letters. Brilliant. Some reviews. Great. But let's start, as we used to start the show, and as we'll continue starting the show, with Anne's News. No. no, no. 11 on, years. Come on, come on. 11 years. 11, 11 years. glorious years. Seven oh four on Monday, the tenth of April. I'm Anne Scanthelbury, and this is the news. Lots of new details have been revealed about Xbox's upcoming console, Project Scorpio. So, what are the specs? It's going to be better in every way, better even than the PS4 Pro. Here are some numbers. It will be very powerful with 6 teraflop GPU and 326 gigabytes per second of memory bandwidth. It'll support 4K gaming and it'll have 1 terabyte of HDD storage. And it looks like VR might be happening in the future. With these high specs, Microsoft is also hoping to win back developers who favoured the PS4 in this console cycle. How? Have we stopped ending news stories with a joke? Yeah, well, when we've okay. got that much information, there's right, no time right, for right, jokes. Right, 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 right. Yeah. I mean, there was a lot of numbers and facts in there, yeah. but none of them were interesting. Good. Mm. No, it's not your fault. Start as we mean to go it's on. It's not your fault. That is a, a grade A piece of news. Microsoft would like that to leave yeah. the news section. Which it did. But I did yeah. not see anyone caring about well, this. Well, uh, they revealed their information in a rather unusual way, and didn't they? Yeah, so they invited... Uh, not one life left. That's weird. Right. <laughs> but, Numbers. But uh, they invited the closest people to one life left, Eurogamer's Digital Foundry. They did. Uh, to go and have a look uh, at what's going on. Just have a look under the bonnet. Right. Write uh, down some numbers. Digital Foundry are the, uh, they're the, the graphics nerds. Yeah. Um, they do lots of comparison videos and they talk in a language that I genuinely don't understand. They get mm. excited about things I've never heard of. I read that whole article and then had to go somewhere else to get it translated. Okay into words I could understand. But, uh, so rather than do um, their sort of own press event where they stand up and go, these are the greatest ever pixels you've seen and stuff like that, they uh, they used um, somebody with a lot of credibility, the uh, the expert, I'd guess, in the field, and he had a lot of good things to say about it, didn't he? In fact, he's been banging on about it at the weekend doing a um, Forza 60 FPS but so update. It's fine. Forza looks fine now. It, it's it got more frames per second. Doesn't matter. Don't you want it in 4K? Doesn't matter. What Not K have we got it in at the minute? 1080p, haven't we? matters. Although on the Xbox One S, it upscales to uh, 4K, of course, but... Uh, but you get that for free. Yeah. Right. It's only using 40% of the processing power when it's running it in uh, 4K 60fps, D. So, does anyone care? Like, I mean, there was a time um, back in the day when console graphics were leaping on every generation. It was super, super exciting. Things were getting thousands of polygons. But, but that, that difference between this generation and last is getting s- smaller and smaller. Even though the numbers are getting bigger and bigger, the sort of stuff that you will notice as an average human looking at your screen um it, you know the difference is smaller um and for me it, they can talk about how powerful this thing is does it affect the games at all does it affect what we can do no what it does affect is the dev cost um because producing things that are as pretty as this machine is capable of require you know hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people and when you're employing that number of people the risks you can take with that sort of hardware are smaller so it's you know great assassin's creed is going to look shinier but it'll still be assassin's creed and forza will have shinier cars but it'll still be forza and you can play those games on the system you've got now 
Joaquin. Well, it's, I'm not surprised they didn't ask uh, us <laughs> in, in that instance. Cash, you were you were you were nodding your head there. What, what were your thoughts? Well, I mean, it is true that games get prettier and the dev cost does go up. As uh, we at Fair Better have one art department, one artist working for us. Um, but what he produces is beautiful, and it works for all of our games. We've recently made a new hire as well uh, to help facilitate our, our growing company. Um, but yes. Uh, Finding the potential to use that system space to really push the, a physics engine or a, a kind of new narrative um, is, is something I'd certainly be interested in seeing, but not sure yeah, how. Yeah, and I, I, th- I think the strategy that, uh, that Microsoft has taken this time around is to just to reassure people that you've got your Xbox One, you've got your Xbox One S. When you get whatever the next one's going to be called, you'll still be able to run the same software on it. It just may look better if you're into that sort of thing, Steve. If you're not... Keep playing on well, your if, you're Xbox a, One. if you're getting a 4K TV, you want exactly. you want to have everything in 4K, don't you? Well, we should we should stress that we don't really know anything about this because we don't have no. X, Xbox One. Well, exclusive. <gasps> I've, Did got you? I've got one. I've got one. good. They send you one. So now I bought one. With really? Did. Because you're being suspiciously positive about this yeah, now. Yeah. Well, I they got to you. <laughs> I tell you what. Give you sandwiches. <laughs> there's the uh, there's difference between slagging something off because you haven't got it, and then <laughs> and then having slightly open mind and going blimey, yeah, actually, but which this, of those yeah, is exactly, the one I've left exactly, way? No, I know. <laughs> Uncharted 4 won the Best Game Award at the BAFTAs on Thursday. Brenda Romero was celebrated with the Special Award, Playdead's Inside One Big Topping Artistic Achievement, Game Design, Narrative and Original Property, Cooking Game Overcooked won British Game and Family, Firewatch got Debut Game and Performance for Sissy Jones's Depiction of Delilah, and Pokemon Go won Best Mobile Game category, as it will continue to do every year while we still have the ability to play games outside the house. Good, we didn't know anything about this, did we? About the BAFTAs. About the BAFTAs. We had no idea because they poorly scheduled it this really year. Really bad they? scheduling, was very, scheduling, very wasn't unfortunate. it? I don't know why they would do Went that. Went up against a big, big old industry event, much loved yeah. industry events. <laughs> One do. that you know that really does treat games with the respect that they deserve. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I really think they probably regret that. Yeah. I think a lot of people thought it was quite poor taste of them yeah. to yeah. it yeah. opposite Mario because they probably the lost some friends. Event, yeah. Yeah. The charity exactly. event, charity. Mario yeah, so. you didn't have to pay to enter our. Oh, you did. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we had Mario on the night of the BAFTAs, so we didn't, uh, didn't pay see much this, attention. This didn't see this playing out in real time. Real time. But good people game. seem to have a nice time, didn't they? They seem to have a... I mean, elsewhere, they seem to have a nice time. Uh, and some games won. Good. Um, so that's nice. So what did Uncharted win? Best game. Uh, why? Because um, it is... Um, I don't know. Because don't know. it is. Because it is. Is it? Okay. it is. <laughs> I mean... Do you know what it was up against? See, see what you would have said. Okay, yes. Uh, so it was up against... Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Oh, wait, where's best game? Oh, is it, it's in alphabetical. Uh... <laughs> Firewatch, better. Inside, <laughs> yeah. Overwatch, not played. Stardew Valley, better. Titanfall two, not played. Uncharted four, exactly the same. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so you would have given it to. Uh, I would have. I would have given Game of the Year to Stardew Valley. I think for the well, out of those, out of those, probably. <laughs> just for the. Just for the. Uh, just because I think it's a beautifully executed. Uh, version of a concept which has been you know sadly far too uh far too, i'm running out of steam in the sentence <laughs> so far, that hasn't been explored enough I, I think it's really really pleasant world to be in stargy valley and i think it's a great piece of work i think firewatch is the same i think uncharted 4 uh, is excellent really really good um and is a, a solid choice that no one is going to get sad about i mean as far as farming village life sims go i mean of course it's always been the harvest moon series really pushing it and i was a great fan of those growing up, so yeah. I am glad to see it really coming into the front now with, with things like Stardew Valley. And I looked at a couple of other games at Res the past week. There was uh, Staxel, I think it was, which was mm-hmm. sort of a Minecraft meets this kind of village sim, which, which looked fascinating. So I'm, I'm excited to see, with the success of Stardew, what comes next. Yeah, so we would have given it to Stardew Valley, but understand that the uh, conservative BAFTAs give it to a safe choice. Oh, just saying. Just saying. <laughs> it's all right. If you want to stick in the middle of the road, give it to Uncharted. Fine. It's, it's all right. right. It's all right. It's I solid mean, 7 out of 10. So, 
I mean, I, I was a judge on one of the things, and I wasn't conservative with my opinions. Yeah, did yeah. you? Can you oh, talk about I, that, Anne? Can, can you, I talk about? Yeah, it? I think you can now. I think it's because uh, your name is printed yeah. in a brochure somewhere. So I can probably not say some things, but I can. Okay. Well, so what what panel were you on? Uh, best British game. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So there were Union Jacks everywhere. Yes. We drank so much tea. Right. Uh, no, Red, white, and blue Brexit. Yeah, yeah, that was it. We voted. So overcooked, overcooked one. on it. Yeah. yeah, right choice. I think brilliant, really, brilliant, brilliant game. Really good game. Well done, Anne. So much. What fun. were the other ones? Uh, so Batman Arkham VR. That's good. Forza Horizon Three. I mean, yeah, that's driving. good. Uh, no man's I've been playing Sky. that on my Xbox. That's good. That's good. Uh, so I had to play that on an Xbox. Right. It's good. Vroom, vroom. Yeah, it's real. I mean, isn't it impressive for a British studio as well? Just, like, right? just so much swagger. Yeah. But, <laughs> but like, but, yeah, great. <laughs> great. Uh, uh, no Man's Sky. That's yeah. still good. Said that, yeah. Uh, Overcooked, won it. Yeah. Planet Coaster. Right. I know you like that one, don't you? David Braben's... Is it David Braben? It is. I mean, he is British. I have never played that or talked to you about it. Yes, you have. Who are you, also, who are you talking to apart from us? You've definitely said that you I like it. not played Planet Coaster. 100% you've said you like it. 100% I haven't played it. Interesting. And it if is I, a very fun game. There we go. Maybe it was cash. Maybe, yeah. Oh, Maybe no, I just remember what it is you play. It's not the same. Okay. <laughs> it's like, it's that like, like like game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Virginia was the last one. Ah, right. Good. Um, and I like that. Mm, interesting. I might oh. have gone for Virginia. Uh, interesting. Can't say, can't can't say, say. what I went for. <laughs> okay, but Overcooked's great, great yeah, game. Very uh, good. Very happy to see that one. Yeah, awesome. Awesome. Well, good for the BAFTAs. Glad they're still going. Yeah. Good to see. Good to see that some people made it along. Hope they hope they think more about this. Exactly. Just get in touch next time. It's all right. We don't need to be enemies. We'll, we'll do the well, after show. Yeah, we will do the after show. We can even host an award or two, couldn't we? Or three. <laughs> we'll do the after show or we'll come and stand outside and do the after show outside <laughs> and we'll do songs about you. Things happen fast in video game selling business. Last week, Gearbox announced that it was partnering with key reselling site G2A to sell special collector's editions of Bulletstorm Full Clip Edition. The very next day, Gearbox took that partnership away. Why? Because the internet reminded the company that this is the same G2A, G2A that's been wrapped up in a con- controversy around the reselling of keys bought with stolen credit cards. Gearbox made a list of demands that G2A clear up its act, but the demands were not met, so Gearbox is now executing on its extraction process. Uh, this this winds me up. This this stuff. Mm-hmm. So uh, you've fallen foul to the to the G two A shady stuff, have you? Because ev- because everyone else says that they are. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is coming from Gearbox, um, a developer that famously deceived uh, its players by uh, didn't it, wasn't it Aliens Colonial Marines that had to settle a lawsuit about being misrepresenting its game footage at some point? Was it that, did have it Aliens did? Colonial Marines was was that the one f- with Sega? Yeah. Yeah. So it had a, a trailer exactly. which showed things. So that- they're all still stand up and saying that we're, all, but I I don't, I don't know. Like, so I I would say that I. Th- this so is, key reselling. Yeah. Um, I I think if you are if you are selling keys off of Steam, if you've generated them, you hand them to someone else. Mm-hmm. No matter how that mechanic, mm. you you cannot complain when those keys are being resold. Right, you absolutely cannot. If you, if you get the money for it. No, because you, because in generating those keys. Yeah. Uh, the original um, uh, controversy, I believe, was. Uh, Tiny Build, um, who were complaining about the bun- about some of their games, stolen uh, the, where the keys had, had resurfaced. Now, uh, stolen credit cards to one side, obviously okay. that is bad, yeah. and anybody who's stitching people up by buying games with uh, stolen credit cards is wrong, and people should be taking protections to safeguard publishers. But if your keys have resurfaced from being in a bundle or selling them elsewhere, you've generated those keys, you've been paid for them once, mm-hmm. you can't mind about them being sold again on, on key reselling and what I found interesting about the G2A stuff is that um, at GDC, all these acronyms, um, there was a session hosted by a key reseller site where um, th- they stood up and they were very anti-G2A. Mm. Um, any questions, anybody, at the end? Oh, yeah, it all kicked off, didn't it? Well, a guy from G2A said, well, actually, I was involved in this case and I would really like to put my point to you and the moderator of the panel went what you really want to do that now here well yeah well yeah and they shut him down now i I, I, for me no one is acting in a reasonable manner uh in at at the moment Um, Uh, i think the the thing about this story that just got me was 
they they flipped it so quickly. They were like, yeah, we're selling through. We're going to sell through G, G2A. And then people went, oh, why are you doing that? Well, OK, we definitely won't do that then. Like as if they didn't know who who they were associating really, themselves really with. Odd. Um, it's really odd. And to, to go like, right, these are our list of demands. And give them a day to say, yeah. yeah, we'll do every single thing that you've said and we'll be able to implement those. And like they were some of the things they wanted to implement were in 30 days, some in 60 days, some in 90 days. But like to be able to set that kind of stuff up, well, you, I don't know. I bought Rogue Squadron off G2A. Oh, here we go. And it worked. They've got to you, haven't they? <laughs> they did. It, got to you. it was a euro. You've got an Xbox <laughs> One and you're buying keys off G2A. What have you done? Blizzard has won a lawsuit against the company that makes cheats for online games. The hack... Hacks gate German company Bossland made include Honor Buddy, a cheat that allows World of Warcraft players to automate their characters so they can level up while they're not at the computer. The court ruled that the cheats harmed Blizzard's goodwill and reputation, caused non-cheating players to leave the game, and cost the company big in trying to stop the hacks. Bossland is now banned from selling its bots in the US and owes Blizzard over $8.5 million. See, cheats never prosper. In fact, they end up pretty skint. Mmm... Uh, this is an ongoing battle, isn't it? Always every MMO uh, sets up, and then people find a way to circumvent the rules that are in place, make money from selling gold and stuff. And, you know, it's hard to know whether it's legal. I mean, it's capitalism to a point, isn't it? People are playing and um, and earning stuff and then selling it. You can buy... I've seen that... This will get you more interested. Oh, is, I've it? Seen, is it Pokemon Go? Yeah, Pokemon Go. You can buy accounts on eBay, uh, you know, with... High-level accounts, level 35 accounts with all of the top-level monsters, and the way people do it is by spoofing their location. Okay. So they they basically say to the GPS detector in the phone, hey, I'm in Canada, catch all of these. Hey, now I'm in Paris, catch all of these, mm. blah, blah, blah. And, um, you know, they catch them all, literally. You've got to. You've got to. And then they sell the accounts, you know, and people... Buy the accounts. The How much for? Well, How much for? The fun in buying the accounts is so that then you can go around and own all the gyms in your local area and say, hey, I've done that. Oh, uh, you see, but that's not how I play it. I no. can't be bothered to fight. I understand that. But you can understand how that would then be yeah. dispiriting to people who do play it like yeah. that, who then are like, well, I've played this legitimately, caught all my Pokemon in the correct way, and someone furious. has just dropped in and done it. So that's what's happening in World of Warcraft is the legitimate... I don't know who is still playing World of Warcraft. Yeah, hang on but, a minute. <laughs> it's all just bots going around <laughs> exactly, talking to yeah. each other. Uh, but if you are a human player in World of Warcraft, going up to someone and going, hi, do you want to be in my guild? And instead it goes, I am not human. I am just... I mean, it won't. It'll probably pretend. What? And then finding out all of your friends in your guild are actually... Farming oh bots no, that's the heartbreak. Yeah, I that's think the we've just found break. the narrative of this story. Preferable to my old guild in, in WoW, but I mean, <laughs> in a way, it can really break the immersion. I remember when I used to play years and years ago in Orgamar, there was a, a plague of these level one characters just gathering essentially to spell out messages of gold farming sites, and they would all just die instantly. <laughs> lie down and spell out go buy gold at such and such a website. <laughs> wow. Which rather took me out of, you know, the, the magic of yeah. the great Orkin City whenever I walked in and saw, you know, a thousand corpses saying, go buy gold at buygold.com. And wow. did you buy uh, No, gold? God, no, no. No, so <laughs> corpses don't help either. No, but it, uh, I, and, I mean, I do remember sometimes going out in the wilderness and trying to once or twice lived that, oh, I'm going to adventure with this individual who seems to be on the same spot. Nope. Aww. Not so magical anymore. So sorry. Uh, how enforceable is this, then? How are they going to stop people... They're going to stop it being sold? L- law. law. It's the law now. Okay. <laughs> so it's illegal. You know, the law's very good at chasing up on these things. Don't know. Just says it, they're now banned. Okay. So they just can't do it. So they're definitely not going to just set up under another name. Okay. Totally going to be fine. And finally, beauty may not be in the eye of the beholder, it might be waiting in the next patch. Mass Effect Andromeda has had some criticism for less than perfect facial animation and poor lip syncing, but that's all been addressed and improved on. In particular, the starey eyes of many of the characters have been improved with a shader. And the recent patch also updates the anti-piracy protection, meaning that people who pirated the game will be stuck with glassy-eyed, imperfect faces looking back at them for the rest of eternity, which seems like punishment enough. Seems like... I don't know. A joke. Yeah. I mean, there was a joke. I'm not saying they a joke. started it with a joke. Fine. Finished it. Okay. Good. Good. Uh, have you played this? So you Any sort of jested at me, but you looked at Anne. <laughs> I know. 
is wearing no. glasses now. No, no, I haven't. <laughs> Me neither. Cash. I haven't had the time. No one's played it. Okay, but we've all seen have the internet been... kerfuffle. Yeah. yeah, have you been put off by the faces? Were you like, oh, I'd love to play that, but not they with look those... like they're in LA Noir. Not those faces. <laughs> they look a bit not. I don't know. I've not plenty played any of this series. No. Um, so I am not equipped to comment on this. But I've seen, you know, it's been an internet pile-on, hasn't it? People like... I mean, I go so... Oh, look, everyone's... uh, Games website runs the story. Oh, look at these facial animations. Aren't they awful? Ah, games website. Oh, look, someone's getting hassled for all these these rubbish facial animations. That's disgusting. (laughs) You're like, well, you're part of the problem. (laughs) Yeah, you're part of the problem. Oh, it's disgusting! Uh, look back here, I'm still yeah. ongoing. Oh, it makes me really angry. Get the hits, don't they? It makes my face face animate Anne it like does. this. That's great animation. <laughs> they should use you as a model yeah. next time. Um, isn't the thing with um, this game Mass Effect Andromeda that it's so huge? There are so many uh, characters in it that you know the fact that they've got them doing any facial animation. <laughs> you should be grateful for that. They've got eyes. They can. <laughs> They can move their eyes a bit. Surely just be happy. Does the does the Scorpio fix facial animation? Don't know. That, yeah, it's the, got loads of numbers it's in it. It's got loads of numbers in loads it. Loads of eyes. It all better. That's what it is. It just it's just a box that comes with loads of different eyes to put in all the characters. Brilliant. Thanks, Anne. One life left video game news with Anne listening to One Life Left on Residence 104.4 FM. We are a video game radio show. We do video game reviews. We do video game news, which has just happened. We'll have video game features later in the show. And we've got video game music as well. Other sorts, chip music taken from chipmusic.org. And this is Himsy Pimsy. It's called The Bell. And that's what it sounds like. What's going on, guys? Just, you know... Just chilling. Doing a radio show. <laughs> How do you think it's going so far? I think we've started the season or started <laughs> this half quite aggressively, haven't yeah, we? Yeah, well, it's been very aggressive and also quite a long news section. Yeah. Look at the time. We haven't oh got goodness. time for cash, have we? All right. Course, oh, thanks we, for coming on the show, we've guys. We've got time. We've got plenty of time, cash. I should hope so. Uh, thanks for coming in. I, I, I should hope so. No, I'm just <laughs> someone's uh, So you're a writer specifically on... Uh, with Fail Metagames? Yeah. Uh, I'm working on Fallen London and Sunless Skies right now. Okay, so Sunless Skies is the sequel to Sunless Sea. Correct. I believe it was exclusively announced on One Life Left, wasn't it? Yeah, exclusive. Exclusive. Uh, we had that first. Um, we were told about it uh, prior to it going live on Kickstarter, so um, mm. that happened while we were away. Do you know how many sheets of A4 your, kick- your Kickstarter pages? 
I have no if you, idea. If you choose to print it out because you think you should do, you should do some due diligence. I'm going to imagine it's quite lengthy. 26 of them. Six. 26, that's a long old Kickstarter. Isn't it? You threw a lot at this, didn't you? We put our all into it. Right. Um, can you remember the stats? I, I can try. Fully funded, 100,000k in four hours. Okay, what? that's a good stat. What? That was pretty great. We sold out on our top tier items in less than an hour. What? In less than maybe half an hour. I can't, I can't Wait, quite remember. What? Yes. Wow. And I think we ended up 377% fully funded by the very end. Well, remember, £377,952. Pretty was what good. you raised um, with eleven thousand seven hundred thirty-nine individual backers. Pretty good. Congratulations! Do the maths. Yeah, do the maths. Um, y- yeah. Thank, thank you, comms department and the rest of the team. <laughs> we put it together. So, um, launching a Kickstarter. Steve's done it. I've done it. A uh, very, very stressful thing to be doing. A very long run up to it. Yeah. What was the What was the um, What was the attitude before you uh, Before you launched? Were you, like nervous? Obviously, it depended on who you were. Okay. I think some people who didn't have to contribute as as much to the putting together the Kickstarter were probably a much less nervous than the rest right uh and fail better has previously uh in years long past come close to the rock so i think of some other people knew how much this could really matter um and then we launched it in we're quite happy with what came next <laughs> yeah no, absolutely so um often people uh will launch and then sort of wait and then it'll be like a, a week or a day and all of that sort of stuff I, I guess you didn't have to uh concern yourself with that were you nervous about how big it was getting because that that has its own problems at the other end doesn't it i think we had learned a, a valuable lesson from sunless sea which was that if your uh, stretch goals are too great it can cause you a great deal of trouble down the line and we we nearly had that if a few other things had gone a few different ways with um sunless sea and submariner we could have been in great trouble but we were prepared for not necessarily prepared to hit full funding in uh, a single hour but we were ready to contribute uh, realistic stretch goals to the campaign. It's, it's tricky because I think a lot of um, a lot of your success on Kickstarter is down to the community that you've already got, but also down to, uh, I think, how much money uh, backers have got sort of in the system. They're waiting for their games to come out. And, and uh, yeah, it's picking that picking that that time is is absolutely crucial because if you if you if you, if you launch and, and fail there's sort of very little that you can do what do you think it was about february that uh, that made it so right i could not say what made february so right i think it's when we launched sunless sea as well it's not a month that has too too much going on short isn't it it is short <laughs> as well really short so everyone's like oh got loads of money this month exactly just really short, but it was it was off the back of Summer Sea coming out on iPad. Is that is that around I the same time? Isn't I it? think it was a similar time. I can't okay. remember. I think the iPad release of Sunless Sea was a little bit after. Okay, uh, what is it about Sunless Skies that makes it so uh, so appealing? Then do you think? Well, Sunless Sea was beautifully well received by uh, critics and fans alike, and I Sunless Skies is taking the best of Sunless Sea and leaving the, the elements of it that didn't work so much uh, well behind. Um, it's filled with beautiful art, hopefully wonderful writing, <laughs> um, just stories upon stories, and uh, a rich world for players to really explore in ways that they don't get to do in too many other games, I think. Is, is there more pressure on you now, given that everything was so successful? A little bit. Is there? A little bit. Okay. Can you tell us how you... How you uh, I mean, how, 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 how do you write for something like Summer Sky? Well, it's... Quite similar to writing for Sunless Sea, uh, I came in uh, after that had been completed, uh, so I didn't have much work on the original, but I did a number of ports in the Submariner expansion when you go underwater, where things were a bit weirder, a bit darker, and now we're going into Victorian space, so things are again a bit weirder, but not necessarily... They're, they're still dark. Uh, Felbetter's always going to, I think, have that sort of gothic, dark comedic style to it, but... Uh, it, it's essentially the same as as writing for for Submariner design wise, mm-hmm. but now with this open horizon of possibilities. What's the best word you've <laughs> used? Bees. 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 Bees is a word I knew already. I because I, <laughs> I 
I, re- I read, uh, well, played uh, Summer, S- Summer Sea uh, and thought it was, you know, exceptional writing throughout and, uh, you know, really, really interesting vocabulary as well. Mm-hmm. I know bees, though. You know bees, I was hoping but you to don't learn know bees wor- like this, my friend. Okay, tell me, tell me why <laughs> bees is so interesting. Well, bees, oh, these are, these are space bees to begin with. Okay. And You've got me. They I mean, are, are their, their wings do not beat a buzzing but they beat plain song which is the hymn of carnage and indeed they become the sky and crash upon the earth what <laughs> that sound like good poetry wait i thought bees were the good ones i thought wasps were the ones we don't well, who's like who's to say these are well you know it's, it's been interesting uh they factor primarily into uh, the first port we've we've written a uh, port of mine called titania uh-huh. which is in uh sun the skies is divided into four regions there's the reach which is where the player will begin their journey that's a verdant frontier where the londoners are colonizing but there's an independence movement trying to break away from albion albion is one of the other regions a great empire of clockwork this is where Queen Victoria has established herself. There is Eleutheria, or however we pronounce that, that has gone back and forth on the writing team several times, which is a region of chaos. The sun, something has happened there that has gone terribly wrong. It's a dark, dark place and lawless in horrible uh, gravity-defying, time-defying, uh, laws of physics and nature sense. And then there's the Blue Kingdom, which is horrible, horrible order uh, in space. But in Titania, there is a gigantic flower, Okay, uh, Titania, uh, where a number of bohemians with great fancies and ideals have set up a camp. And you can go there and you can help them out. You can build theaters with them. You can build opera houses. But over time, the bees will come to harvest the pollen. Uh, and in doing so, well, they don't pay too much mind to what you've built. And it's this, it begins biblically, uh, almost an Old Testament style destruction of the port. But over time, it gets, I, I think it goes from Dies Ira, Dies Day of Wrath, Day of Bees, to lo, the, the uh, alarm bells are ringing again, to... It's Judgment Day and Titania again, To Looks like the bees are back wow. uh, over the course. This is resolutely a fail-better game, isn't it? <laughs> a little bit. We, we've tried. I, uh, yeah, so that, that sounds good. <laughs> Glad it to hear. It does sound good. Um, your top tier was for, people, was for people to create their own unique scenario. Their own ports, yes. Their own ports. Port. So uh, it's, it, I, I, I guess there's an element of... Uh, nerves about that sort of thing as well because what if it, the rich people the that spent for the top tier what if they come up with something rubbish gotta cross your fingers okay have you, had, have you had any in yet i don't think we've had them come in we've we've spoken to them we've began setting that uh building that relationship up have you just started putting like really interesting words in the emails to them just to you know like subliminally try and give them good suggestions i'm going to pass that on to comms do that <laughs> but yes. I, I, what do you think of bees exactly. <laughs> put bees in it excellent um you're so you're up to your elbows in game development of of it now i guess when that's right uh you can tell that i uh, make games because that's, <laughs> that's that's how it works isn't it? You're up to elbows. Elbows in there and, um any further than elbows though <laughs> you're in trouble. when can we expect to see the, res- the fruits of your labor well i think we are looking at opening early access i think it's the end of july it might be a bit before might be a little bit after but that's the time frame and then a full release we are gunning for may of next year great all right well thank you very much stay in touch won't you i absolutely will Hello, I'm Sega Badawi, and welcome to One Life Left Local News. Princess Peach has condemned the Mushroom Kingdom Trust for the name of its Yoshi egg hunt that is taking place next weekend. Apparently, the Trust is refusing to mention Easter in its promotional literature, which is upsetting many followers of the Church of Mario. If you recall, Easter is when Mario died in Bowser's castle, but then came back to life three days later when he reloaded a previous save point. Quite how Yoshi eggs came to be connected with the event, no one really knows, especially as rideable dinosaurs 
weren't part of the new NESTament. Thanks and back to your usual programming. Letters. Only two letters. Only two. Only two. I know. We've been we've been away for two months. We've got two letters today. Maybe the listeners assume that we'd have a lot to say. We we'd do be actually. running behind, we, which we will yes. be. It'd be about twenty-five yeah. to by the time we hit the letters, rather than half past. And you know, it'd be polite of them to exactly. you know, not waste the time. That said, just because you send us a letter doesn't mean we have to read it out. Sometimes it's just nice to know you're listening. You should just close the letters theme now and move on, <laughs> uh, No, instead, Chris Stewart says, Dear team and hopefully super special guest, my girlfriend is currently lost inside a pile of books writing her bachelor thesis and has asked me if there are any games that can teach her university-level statistics in less than two days. <laughs> Do you have any tips? Math blasters. Yeah? Why not? What have you got to lose at that point? It's the only math game I know. Okay, there we. Uh, that's answered that question. Uh, also, in general, do you think it's possible to properly gamify higher education learning, or does that sort of thing only really lend itself to learning by rote, such as languages? Missed you. Love and kisses, Chris Stewart. So the issue with higher education learning is that some of it is meant to be at the fringes, right? You're meant to be learning stuff that is you're meant to be pushing uh, and ideally you'll be teaching your lecturers things too discovering things for yourself you are learning to learn and that is quite a hard thing to teach I think you can definitely do it okay yeah I learned uh, all of the stuff for my um, driving test by doing <laughs> that thing and it's basically like a game right it's like that app and you just do all the questions knew it passed didn't I okay did you what first time yeah, the theory test, not the practical so much. Okay. Too so much Forza. <laughs> <laughs> I see. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I'm not so sure. I don't know. You don't think you could get a degree in geography from... I couldn't get a degree in anything, I'll be honest with you. <laughs> uh, hello, team. Hello, SSG. Welcome back. I hope you enjoyed your hard-earned break from our airwaves. The week, uh, this weekend, I did what all the cool kids do when the sun comes out. I went to Now Play This at Somerset House. I particularly like the way the small games become much more interesting when housed theatrically. Dead Pixels is a simple retro area control game played by nine players simultaneously, but having it take up a room with a plinth fit each joystick makes it feel a little bit epic uh, the game part of Restless Spirit Pro- Projector is just uh, to pair some lo- uh, some lost ghosts the spider to the fly etc but to do so you have to reflect those spirits with a small hand mirror into a receiver and watch as they appear in a containment tank Thread Racer is a simple 2D two player racing game but you make the track by winding thread around a pegboard and your race is then projected over the top what's your favourite unusual stage for a game pip pip Robert thanks for the letter Robert um, I really enjoyed uh, Now Play This went on Sunday by which time a few of the things were getting a bit broken by the amazing number of people who went yeah. through the doors uh, the racing game in particular that Robert mentioned there was not working but so many other great things I loved um, was it in that room no that was the room with the ping pong thing yeah I really enjoyed the ping pong I did a bit of ping ponging made some art with lights I thought that was Brilliant. elegantly elegantly put together I really enjoyed the leap motion hand thing about breathing in and uh, you know showing your hands on a big screen I thought that was very very simple and excellent and a couple of the physical controllers that were in the uh, in the uh, strange controllers room, I thought were great too. Uh, specifically, I can't remember what it's called, but it was a rotor uh, where you were moving LED lights from an in- a, a inner ring to an outer ring. I thought the puzzle design on that was really, really good. Uh, excellently implemented. Um, yeah, and so many nice people there as mm. well. Just really good designers who are happy to chat about their work. Um, as always, I loved Jerry Carpenter's game toilet stuff as well. Well, that was excellent. Um, I really enjoyed the 10 second game room uh, where all of the games were 10 seconds. Uh, and there was one where you have to put makeup on. Turns out I'm really bad at putting makeup on. That was super funny. Real life and not real life. Um, <laughs> uh, and there was uh, some like mini golf outside. Didn't see that. Which was good it might have only been on there was a few games there were a few of the outside games that were only running for one 
one of the days. Right. So I think, so this was on the Saturday uh, and it was really good. It was golf that taught you not to um, mess up the world. That climate change is going to kill everything. Mm. Uh, and we learned that through being not great at mini golf. There was Brexit operation as well, yeah. wasn't there? Which which I didn't see anything other than uh, I just saw the board. I saw the I saw you know it looks like Operation the game, except for you're removing the UK from Europe. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, good, well done, <laughs> good idea. Don't need to see anymore. It took me maybe three seconds to see it, get it, be jealous I hadn't thought of it first, <laughs> and walk away. <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, it was great to see. Really, really brilliant events. Uh, we should have Holly on the show, shouldn't we? Soon? Should probably talk about She's it. Probably having a bit of a sit down. She off. should time off. Time off. Bit, bit of time, time off. off. Yeah. Excellent. Um, yeah, do keep your letters coming. We are not on the air next week. It's Easter Monday. Or just Monday, as we now have to call it. Oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but we'll be back uh, a couple of weeks after that, so uh, email. Team at onelifelove.com. Listening to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. Um, we had a brilliant time last Thursday Thanks. at the BAFTAs. Oh. Yeah, it was really good. Not at the BAFTAs, at the rival event of the BAFTAs, which is Marioki Live. Live. Marioki Live. Um, Live. Do you know what? For uh, the first time ever. What Marioki is, Cash? I think so. I think Hannah and a few other people yeah. from the office have attended more than once. It's a karaoke live band, video game inspired lyrics. Not always live band. No. It's only been live band once. once. Only the once. once. Yeah. yeah, and we would do it again. They it were was, amazing, weren't they? They were Tick so Castle. so great. Uh, super good. Um, that, that, you know, <laughs> wasn't necessarily the best circumstances for them. Uh, like given that a they were having to play along with our jokes. <laughs> And B, uh, we did get an email on the morning when I sent, I'm oh, really looking forward <laughs> to, right. to, to doing this song with them. And we got an email saying, I don't want to worry you, but we don't know that song. <laughs> <laughs> There's a little bit of I loved how they would play around people, I don't know, either coming in early yeah. or it was just, it was mm. to witness their majesty live uh, was something else. Yeah, I had a really, really brilliant time. Yeah, it was fantastic. And we raised a lot of money. Thank you for everybody who came and supported. Have we Resonance announced FM. publicly? Do it, Anne. We raised eight hundred and seventy-two pounds for Resonance FM, uh, which means we get to stay on air. Which is good for everyone. Let's say that's good for everyone. Um, yeah. So thank you all so much for coming, and thank you for. Uh, you know, being part of it, thanks to all the singers and, of course, thanks to the band as well. We will be doing it again in the future. They uh, want to do it again. We want to do it again. Yeah, so we will do that again. Why don't we play the instruments? They can do the same. <laughs> <laughs> they can write the jokes. Maybe. Um, and we're doing Marioki again quite soon, but not in London for a while. 
show yet. We're not yeah. doing Mario in London until the end of May. Yeah. It's May 26th. And I can't do that one, HR. Okay. okay. Just letting you know. May 26th, right? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Uh, yeah, we're, so we're doing Copenhagen. Copenhagen, April next 20th. Week. Next week. Is that next no, week? No, week after next. Week after next. Okay, thank Season, you. <laughs> no, next week. Uh, Copenhagen. Then we're going to be doing, you're going to be doing, Steve's taking the B team over to Sweden. Looks like we're going to do two gigs in Sweden in a week. I think we're doing Creative Coast, although that hasn't been announced yet. Well, so I've just announced it. And I think uh, we, are, we are certainly also doing Nordic Game. Right. So that's yeah. mid-May. And then we'll return to London. For the end of May. Pop in there. Yeah. Pop in. <laughs> And then uh, we're doing another secret gig in June in another European Ooh. destination uh, that hasn't oh, been yeah. announced yet. So, oh, yeah. super exciting times for Mariaki. Thank you all for being part of that. Uh, we're going to do reviews now. Yes. Is that the plan? Let's go. All right. Well, we let's will. go. We've got a lot to talk right. about. All right. Anne. Oh, hang on. Uh, someone else go first because I've got some notes. Cash. Breath of the Wild, Legend of Zelda. Well, that's right, what we're going to talk about as well. So let's all I talk that about come it. Up. Okay. Be Good. And put your notes away, you won't be needing them. <laughs> so, right. there we well, go. Well, let's talk about the Switch, first of all. So, are you playing on Switch, Cash? Absolutely. Steve, you are? I am. I am as well, and you don't have one. Um, what are your initial impressions of the hardware and the and the operating system and stuff like that at the start? I, I really like the hardware. It's lovely, uh, isn't I've, it? I've yeah. read people uh, on the internet... You know, just a general, oh, yes, first generation, bit lukewarm. I think it's great. Really like the way it feels different to a uh, different sort of um, machine. Like, it's it's not the same it as your cell phone, right? Yeah. Like, your DS, you pick up and you're like, oh, the games could exist on an iPad, maybe, or they could exist yeah. on a, a mm. phone. Here, it feels like a game console in quite a nerdy way as well. Like, in a way that's slightly uncomfortable to play in it's, front it's, of it's actual heavy. humans. It feels like you've got value for money. You have it, to have a carry case for yeah. it. So this sort of, like, unzipped type, <laughs> like, here we go, just playing my games console on the tube. I handed it uh, to Dexter, who's eight, and he first heard it, he said, oh, I feels nice, doesn't it? Mm. He did, yeah, yeah, and I said, you're He's absolutely your right. Son, isn't he? And then, uh, talking about unzipping it, I was getting a train in from, in, 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 into work, I was just about to get my uh, switch out, a guy sat opposite me on the table, yeah. and I said, I'm just about to do the same, and he went, you wait till Mario Kart comes <sighs> out, mate, and I thought, look, we're all talking about games out of power again, it's, it's great! Whereas I... <laughs> I uh, took my Switch out on a flight from Helsinki and the two Finnish women in the seats next to me immediately sort of shuffled their bodies like, to try, like, like, just snippets. turn their shoulder away from me. Did you not see that Reddit thread of the man that showed the, the lady next to him snip clips? And now they're married. They were making out by the end of the flight. Very good. Um, uh, yes, yes, so nice hardware. And uh, you've only got Breath of the Wild, Just right? one game. Cash, how are you? Only Breath of the Wild. Okay, I've got a few games, so I'm going to add a Switch review at the end, but let's talk about Breath of the Wild then. Okay, who who wants to say something about Breath of the Wild? So, Steve, I'm going to introduce Steve to you now, Cash. Uh, Steve, uh, Steve uh, doesn't appreciate the Zelda series, I don't think. Um, I, 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 you know, Don't let me speak for him, but I believe that he thinks that it's, it's formulaic, uh, it's artificially restricted. Um, he does the joke about the hookshot. Mm. Etc. 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 I can't found the hook shot yet. That's <laughs> because there's not one in this one. Uh, spoilers that Come I on. found. Right, better. I don't know. <laughs> All right, so um, I didn't want to switch really, but got one for tax purposes. It's <laughs> <laughs> the finest excuse I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah, and uh, didn't really wasn't that interested in Zelda either. Um, I love Link to the Past, right? I think it's brilliant, but every subsequent Zelda I've played, with the exception of Wind Waker, uh, has felt the, like the same game. And I've, I've picked them up and played them, maybe played them for 10 minutes and thought, this is not for me, it's for a kid uh, who wants the same experience that I had when I played Link, of the Past, Link to the Past for the first time, which is fine. I do not begrudge those games for existing, but I do not enjoy them or I do not get anything out of them beyond a sensation that I'm wasting my time. Um, but, you know, having got a Switch for tax purposes, mm -hmm. I felt I should waste my time, or at least 320 quid's worth I felt that time. I should also get Zelda for tax purposes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Quite. <laughs> um, I've really enjoyed it. I've really enjoyed mm. it. I've put in a lot of time I was playing it today. I find it, like, such a compelling, nice, pleasant world to explore. And just to, you know, glide around in. Like, that's what I enjoy the most. I 
do not enjoy uh, the central quest stuff at all. I have no interest in killing bosses. And the first time I fought a boss in the game, I was actually upset um, that I'd been almost lulled into this thing. And now here I was, shooting the eye. Actually, I didn't bother. I just filled up on potions and ran and hit him on the ankle until he died. And maybe that speaks to the best thing about that Zelda in that you can, this Zelda, in that you can sort of do what you want. I got to the end of The Wind Waker and didn't bother killing the final boss, and I'm not sure whether I will ever do that in this either, because I'm basically gliding around the world doing fetch quests. I've decided not to use any fast travel in the game, and so it's taken me quite a while to go from... I'm in the same boat. I, I have a friend who refuses the fast travel, but yeah. it's... Well, last year, Steve wouldn't play any games add shooting in them, and now he's not fast travelling well, in Zelda. I don't understand what the point is. Like, if you do just fast travel everywhere, then you are literally just ticking stuff off. Mm. It goes, okay, go and get me some goat butter from over here. Oh, zip over Spoilers. there, got it. Zip back, done. Whereas here, you get to enjoy the narrative, and maybe something happens to you en route, you get distracted, end up on a different quest line. For me, that's the game. The game is not any of the garbage plot which is terrible the dialogue well the translation is seems to be pretty good but the actual narrative structure and everything involved in it is embarrassing or at least for a 12 year old which is fine because that part of the game is not for me the world itself is beautiful if a little bit repetitive and formulaic i have seen very little in it that i found interesting beyond the scope of the experience um that's all (laughs) <laughs> no, the scope experience is, is astonishing, and to that point, it's like an Uncharted game where I play it and I'm intimidated intimidated by the scale. But I'm not. Yeah, I t- I'm not playing it. Right. going. Wow, that is a, a very interesting thing, or wow, that is a very clever thing. I absolutely agree with you on the boss fights, um, but I think this Zelda has required a different mental approach in that you, um, as you said, and I did exactly what you did, I got to one boss and I was too weak to fight him, so I popped off, I did a load more stuff, and then um, what I decided to do was open up three of the bosses and then go back and do them one after each and one after the other, which I've done now. Um, but in previous games, that would be an absolute blocker. You wouldn't be able to progress until you've defeated that boss, and now you just go, hey, I'm going to go and do something else. And I I think, um, yeah, the way that they've made Zelda relevant again, because, uh, you know, you didn't like it, I did. Dexter had no interest in it at all until he discovered, until he found out, because he watched a Dan TDM video, that it was open world. And now that's it. All he, he's decided he's going to go and get Ganon with a twig, and that's it. <laughs> I, and he's just messing around. Like, and, he, and, yeah. he, and, he, and he loves all the systems and all that sort of stuff. Uh, I mean, I'm not sure I've had as much fun messing around in a game. I mean, we have a number of open world games that I've played before. You, you can think of uh, any Grand Theft out of Saints Row, um, Sleeping Dogs, where you you can travel around, you can do all these fun things. Skyrim, um, but this one feels the most like I'm really exploring a new world, mm. finding uh, treasures around every corner. Uh, gliding is the way I, I get around. If I can uh, glide even down a little hill, yeah, uh, exactly. I will <laughs> love doing that. Um, just going from the highest point to the next highest point. And, and seeing the world that way. But I, I, I agree uh, that in opening up a new mode of playing to uh, players, uh, they've, they've really done something special here. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a really, really pleasant place to be. And I think that that is perhaps the biggest reason for the the sort of high scores i mean it's it's a perfect storm in in a sense it's zelda it's you know it's on a new hardware format it's a big game release at a time when there aren't that many out there and people you know love to get excited but also it's just really comfortable it's it's like just a nice place to be right bite-sized way as well you can play it for two hours you can play it for 10 minutes i think that's that is brilliant Seven out of ten. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to add very quickly about Snake Pass, uh, which was a game I had my arm for ages, uh, made by Sumo in Sheffield. Uh, it's a physics-based puzzle platformer. You play Noodle the Snake, and you're, uh, it's about uh, using physics and the movement of the snake in order to traverse um, the landscape, collect all the collectibles. Uh, it's a throwback to uh, sort of 90s games. It feels very much like it, the styling, music, etc. Uh, it's an excellent diversion from Zelda. I found seven out of ten. 
Great. Uh, right, I've played a selection of games um, on a theme. You know, I'm getting married. Oh, I yeah, decided to play uh, as many wedding games on iOS as I could. So I'm going to run through them quickly. One, wedding day makeover. You do a makeover and then nothing happens. <laughs> and then the next day you do it again for the rest of your life. Nothing happens, but you can buy upgrades and new wedding dresses. Brilliant. Keep getting married. Two. Oh, wait, I'm going to skip that one. Three. <laughs> my wedding gym. Uh, make people skinny for their weddings or stag do's. <laughs> That's it. Okay. Just do that. It's impossible to play because uh, so you have to do things like get them to uh, do skipping. And so you have to tap the screen and then it, it stops and then an advert comes up. But you accidentally tap it again and it <laughs> takes you off to the app store. It's really annoying. Uh, and you can buy stuff. Just buy loads of stuff with weddings. Um, number four, wedding dash. Make weddings happen fast. That one was quite fun. You had to seat all the guests and feed them and make them get like get them to the dance floor. Okay. Um, but the best one was my forged wedding party, um, <laughs> which is a Japanese um, text game. Um, and so the premise is you are going to a bar uh, that your uncle owns. Uh, you meet him in there and he's got loads of these other guys with with him um and you're meeting your parents in there to introduce uh, them to your fiance but your fiance gives your uncle a letter outside the bar to say uh you uh, i don't want to marry you and then you have to pick which one of the eligible gentlemen that were just randomly in the bar you're gonna say you're getting married to to your parents um <laughs> it's only for three months Try not to fall in love. <laughs> Apart from one of the people that you can choose to get married to is your uncle. <laughs> Do try so not like, to fall in love. So definitely don't fall in love. Or wait, is, is that okay? No. Wait. No, I think it used to be. Okay. I just think it. I think it's not different times. Well, I know. I know. I was, was going to click on it just to see if it went like. I mean, obviously not, mate. Like. Don't don't do that. Um, is the think, uncle still I think, with I think the Theresa arms? May would find out if you click that button. Yes, yeah, I, I, I didn't want I didn't want that to come up anywhere. Anyway, uh, it said something when I had to choose my character. It said um, basic cute lips versus basic sexy lips, and I, I chose basic cute lips. Score. Because, Score. Um, so all of these games together, seven out of ten. Don't marry your uncle. Ten seconds. Great, Cash. Thanks for coming on. Thank you for having me. How can we keep after up, up with your work? Bell better games. Sun skies. Follow in London, cash to QR, twitter.com. It is good to be back. Thank Thanks. you for listening. You. See you all. Thank See you. Bye. bye. <laughs>